Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with the great Vandana Shiva. Vandana Shiva is an Indian scholar, food sovereignty advocate and environmental activist. Her latest book is called Oneness Versus a 1% Shattering Illusions, Seeding Freedom. More colloquially, she digs out Bill Gates and tech giants on the regular, talking about it as if it's a new colonisation. Amazing conversation I had with her. If you want more information on Vandana Shiva's work, and to take part in her courses, go to navdanya.org, N-A-V-D-A-N-Y-A.org. But before we get into this brilliant conversation with Vandana Shiva, what do we talk about in it, Jen? <laughs> what, why are you laughing? You can't even remember this is the public feed. There's no time for an out-breath and a uh, chuckle. There's activism. There's activism. Uh, how the corporate elites think that they know best, but it's just a colonial idea. And they're That's good. Taking All right, over. You get the idea. All right, Jane. <laughs> Corporate needs colonialism. <laughs> right, but first, before all of that excitement that you've just heard Jen almost breathless with joy about, <laughs> I've got a very special announcement. I've got a brand new weekly meditation podcast coming out only on Luminary called Above the Noise. In this podcast, I will provide you with weekly guided meditation. So if you do subscribe to Luminary, not only we get all the other great content providers, some exciting news coming up for other people providing content, not only we get under the skin with its considerable hefty catalogue of brilliant contributors you'll get these new guided meditations where i'll take you on a meditative journey you know wherever, wherever you fall on the meditation scale and in such a realm there is no scale yeah that's how deep i am the first episodes will be released on wednesday the 21st of april and there will be new episodes every wednesday after that if you want to listen to the trailer go and listen to it on luminary right now if you want to listen to all my under the skin podcasts and above the noise meditations on luminary you can get a subscription for as little as $2.99 per month with their annual plan so it's $2.99 a month even if it was just for my stuff I think it's worth it and you get a seven day free trial to get started so you can sort of see if you like it or not visit luminarypodcast.com to start your free trial it's not available in all markets yet but by jingo it will be soon and it is subject to local currency like all things are and terms apply to it now what is it again activism yeah it's right in front of you don't patronize <laughs> yeah it's right. don't point at it it's jen all uh, oh, right so i've got to look, read it of mine because you've not got it in front of you you the producer oh, of the yeah. show don't know what oh, no, you're taking it back you. again <laughs> that's a very kindly attitude i'm so grateful to you anyway look what's going on then jane what do we talk about she takes out bill gates book and then she starts takes out criticizing bill gates book. Him. great bit great bit yeah so right. everything they say is wrong listen to this if you're one of those people <laughs> who likes to hear bill gates critiqued and particularly if you'd like it to, to hear it from a person with incredible personal authority this is the thing for you. Listen to shout outs from Sky. Russell, I find your sh- shout outs. Listen to shout outs. Listen to shout outs. <laughs> haven't we got a new jingle coming, Jenny? <laughs> you need to sing it. What's the new one going to be? It's so on your piece of paper. Three minutes, we're doing Edward Snowden. We're about to do it. Edward Snowden's coming up. Okay. But you have so to sing. Is... Thank you. Right, this is going to be our new jingle. Don't laugh, Jen. This is going to be our new j- jingle to end the uh, podcast, okay? And it's going to be good. But I, it hasn't been made yet. You're no. hearing me. but And it won't be in this podcast. It'll be in the Jordan Peterson podcast. He's going to hate that. So it's Jordan Peterson <laughs> next week. Edward Snowden the week after that. You've got to stay with this podcast. It's great stuff. So now this is what this is me doing live, the record for it. And then you, uh, Thank you for listening to Under the Skin Goodbye. I want to know. I want it to be more like Michael Jackson. Thank you for listening 
to under the skin goodbye. Thank you for listening to Under the Skin with Russell Brand. Goodbye. Doesn't that sound like Michael Jackson? Yeah. Well, I thought it did sound like okay. Michael Jackson. Well, there'll be some falsetto harmony with it. Well, because so. it's Justin Hawkins is going to do it. Yeah. Or I could go, thank you, yeah, for listening, yeah, for under the skin, oh ho ho, goodbye. No, I prefer the full set. Let's go with the Michael Jackson. It's better, wasn't it? Why are you looking at me like that? Your eyes went cloudy. <laughs> We've got one minute till Snowden. Shit, one minute to Snowden. Maybe they scrapped out this in the shadows a decade long. You're right. Okay, let's get into Vandana Shiva. She's a great teacher. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful yeah, route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. And Russell, I think you'll have to do a lot of work in the next few years because they're going to do a lot of colonization in the name of sustainability. Just by chance, I was reading the rubbish in Bill Gates' new book. <laughs> I, I normally don't read rubbish, but when they try, want to be rulers through rubbish, I read it. And it's lovely because he says, the greenhouse gases from factory farms are not because of factory farms and putting animals in prisons, but it's because the cows were the problem, they had four stomachs. And the four stomachs make them emethnethy. No, you walk behind a good cow on a grazing pasture, she's not stinking. It goes even further to a colonization. He has put the Indian plow that has existed for 10,000 years and says, this primitive technology must go. I call this as the future technology of a partnership between our bodies, the body of the earth, and the body of the animals, realizing that we, are not masters, but we are there to serve through what Gandhi called bread labor. The labor of our body in the service of the earth, in the service of community. So we are for sure at an epic moment where everything wrong is being given a new life, just at the time where the world was waking up and say, oh, you know, this dissection doesn't work, lack of faith doesn't work, desacralization doesn't work. That's precisely when everything is being crushed again. And I think this is happening, Russell, because of us arrogance that we have create, created such immunity for ourselves. We've destroyed every international law. We've destroyed all democracy. We have locked people into fear. We, no one can hold us to account. I mean, look at the debate right now on the GMO question in Europe, where we created laws on GMO regulation and they want to knock it down and Bill Gates again is financing the lobbies for that deregulation. So there is an arrogance that I can't be touched. And, you know, the British Empire had that arrogance. The sun never sets on the British Empire, and it's it. Mm. I think if we, if we realize that we live in a power, powerful world full of energy, and that energy is a creative energy of the universe, and our power is the spiritual power of aligning ourselves, which we call Rita and the right action, you know, that's what Dharma is. Aligning yourself with that power, then we are very powerful. And these people who think they are beyond all accountability can be brought to account. 
We just have to ensure that none of us allow our ego to overtake us. None of us allow hate and division to become the way we start to think. And third, none of us ever give up the power we have. We are powerful beings in a powerful world. I like the thing you said about um, the sort of the uh, the arrogance, you know, the um, uh, of the the, the uh, colonial arrogance, and just the perhaps unconscious phrasing of the sun never setting on the British Empire, and the indication, the syntactic indication of an unawareness of shadow, unawareness of shadow, unawareness of inhered darkness. I wondered too, uh, Vandana, if um, you know, when you're saying that thing about the unaccountability of Bill Gates and how that kind of um, mimics this kind of monotheistic, authoritative deity, a kind of a deity that asserts power and dominion, how this motif is recurrent historically. I I wonder if in a uh, a, with a, a, a theology with a different origin, such as uh, the pantheonistic ideas in the uh, uh, Vedas and Mahabharata, if there are, you find tech um, ideals that mobilize, for example, uh, divine feminine power or spiritual principles that are plainly neglected in this. Um, materialistic ideology? Well, I think the first very important gift of the Vedas is to recognize that the universe is divine. The smallest grass, the tiniest rivulet is an expression of the divine. And that's why it's not an accident. You know, we hold our rivers as sacred, except that now with industrialism and urbanization, we are polluting them. Um, our trees, our tulsi, the seeds. And can you imagine, this is so touching to me. When I go to the villages, women will do sacred ceremonies with indigenous seed. They will never use a hybrid seed for a sacred ceremony. For sacred ceremony with animals, they will only use the indigenous cows with the hum. They will never use a Jersey cow. It's quite amazing. No one told them, but they have that understanding of integrity and what the sacred means. It means to treat without violation, yeah? to hold the integrity. So we live in a divine universe and the energy of this universe is a divine feminine. Yeah? Shakti, we call her Shakti. And nature, Prakriti, is her first action. And that's why, even though we have, you know, we've said Maya, Maya as play, but not Maya as an illusion. Maya as play when you realize you're in a sacred universe. But the part that has always been a very, very powerful idea from the way Upanishad. It's from the Isha Upanishad. And this Upanishad, the first para says, we live in a sacred universe, which is for the well-being of all. 
enjoy her gifts without greed. Taking more than your share is theft. So they have defined as theft, taking more than your share, which is why India for 10,000 years lived a very high level of living without taking from anyone else. But it wasn't just as a civilization, each individual. And we never adopted anthropocentrism because we had all these antidotes that we are part of a web of life. We are part of one earth family. And I'm very, you know, it's that thinking. And where did I get it? I didn't begin with the texts, Russell. I began with my life in the villages where ordinary women were practicing this. So my gosh, they're saying this, let me go read a text. I went to the text following the practice of very ordinary people. And that's why when people say, oh, India is now a consumerist culture. I said, you're looking at that thin slice of consumerism. There's an ocean out there that is only surviving because they're spiritual beings. You know, millions had to go home on the day of the lockdown of the corona. You might have seen the march of the migrant workers. They could not have walked a thousand miles without a deep, deep resolve within them and a deep sense of their inner resources and, the, and not giving up hope. Otherwise, they'd be committing suicide in the city. They did not commit suicide. They walked with babies in their arms. I think the other part that for me is extremely important because see part of the dualisms that have been created are the idea that there's spirituality and there's materialism, right? But India and her thinking and her Vedas and her Upanishads have constantly sacralized the material world. So, because I work on food now over the last 36 years, not through choice, you know, I did my PhD on non-separability in quantum theory and it's 84 and Punjab and Bhopal that made me look at agriculture. Why were we practicing agriculture in a way that kills thousands in Bhopal and 30,000 people in Punjab? Where does this violence come from? And I wrote the violence of the green revolution. And since then I've been going deeper and deeper into the food question. And I just want to share two or three of the really inspiring parts of a sacred relationship with food, which is what they want to break right now. It's been broken partly with industrialism, but now with the digitalization, they would like to end it forever. And that's where we can recover it. So the first is everything is food. Everything is food in the Vedas. And if you think of it ecologically, what is the nutrition cycle for the movement of food? So everything is food. Yeah, an ecological cycle is the movement of food and that's why I call food the currency of life. Second, the highest duty is to grow and give good food in abundance. It's your dharma. It has been put into a dharmic text, into the Mahabharata, into the uh, Tetri Upanishad. And the worst sin is to let someone go hungry in your neighborhood, not grow good food, and worse, serve bad food. So we've got to bring to the center of our everyday life, the rituals that make life sacred, our breath. You know, why is pranayam so important? Why is breath so important? Because breath is what connects us to the world. Water connects us to the world. Food connects us to the world. These are not fuels, you know? You know food as a fuel for a machine that's called the body. You know, this Cartesian construct 
has so outlived its time. And the digital barons are trying to give it a little longer life. You know, they're putting their foot on the accelerator, say, go more Cartesian. And we have to say, no, go more spiritual, go more interconnected, go more celebratory through the abundance we can create. Excuse me, while I, because I actually found the conversation very, very um, moving in ways that I didn't, in ways that I didn't anticipate. This um, promotion of um, uh, this re-sacralizing of the world, this promotion of rituals, it feels like that these, yes, these are some of the things I wanted to say, that do you feel, and is this even a kind of, is even this critique, um, if not reducted, reductive, somewhat abstract, to a um, a separate philosophical narrative, i.e., um, do you feel that there is you have a somewhat uh, Rousseauian regard for pre-colonial India, which surely must have been beset with its own forms of feudalism and the caste system, uh, for example. Like, and if you feel that India that's only experienced the, this form of colonization relatively recently and is uh, suffering so radically, what hope is there for new world companies and uh, old nations, you know, old white European nations, um, if, if it is so deeply, if these ideas are so deeply embedded and the extraction of the sacred so um, or, uh, endemic and historic? Or do you feel that, like you said, our species is young and these cultural differences are therefore all quite recent and the, perhaps the reversal and reawakening and re-engaging of these sacred principles m might be possible at a kind of comparable, consistent and, um, um, you know, in tandem you know, like, is it possible that such different cultures with seemingly different challenges can have commensurate goals and can form alliances in support of one another? From what ideological template are we to draw? From what archetypes are we to in engage? And are there distinctions? And yes, do you, what do you say about my the earlier part of the question about like a pre-colonial India and uh, some of and the ideals and presumably contradictions that were present. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want to hear the rest of it, and believe me, it's really worth it, go, join me over at Luminary Now for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin and my brand new meditation podcast, Above the Noise. Go to luminarypodcast.com to start your free trial and for as little as two ninety nine per month, you could be... Uh, listening to all this content we do a podcast we're going to do two podcasts a week for the foreseeable future we're just looking at a, a vast limitless expanse of podcasts god willing thank you <laughs>